Welcome. This is Gaining Christ Audio, and you are listening to Bible Big Words, an episode series where we concisely define an important Bible word to strengthen you in the knowledge of God's truth. In this episode, we will define the word atonement and explain what specifically happens in atonement, what God has done to successfully accomplish atonement, and how a person receives complete atonement for all of their sins. The word atonement is generally defined this way, that which satisfies God in covering or clearing a person of their sins in order to subsequently reconcile that person relationally to God for all eternity. Atonement is most beautifully pictured in what is known in the Old Testament as the Day of Atonement. In Hebrew, Yom Kippur, which God gave the people of Israel 3,500 years ago, soon after he called them to himself after saving them from Egypt and brought them into a covenant relationship where he commanded the people to walk in his ways and promise grace and prosperity if they did so. The problem was the people were not always faithful to God. In fact, they were rather unfaithful a lot of the times and sinful. But God in his grace would give the people the day of atonement in order to clear them, cleanse them of their sins for the year to enable them to continue relationally with God for another year. And then they would complete the day of atonement again and then again another year later. The way the Day of Atonement worked was there was a priest known as the high priest who would mediate between God and the people. And to cleanse the people or make atonement for the sins, two goats were utilized for this occasion. God graciously substituted or gave to the people two goats to make atonement for the sinful people, innocent goats taking the blame for the sins of the people. The first goat was brought into the tent of the meeting or the tabernacle. The tabernacle, as you may know, was simply like a temple that was mobile and it moved with the people throughout their time in the desert until they entered the promised land and eventually built the temple. Without that, they had a tent, a tabernacle, which was about the size of of a NBA basketball court and the seats around it. The high priest would take the first goat, would literally slit his throat, kill the goat, and capture some of the blood of the goat in a a basin and then bring this blood into what was known as the Holy of Holies, this inner sanctuary within the temple where the Ark of the Covenant was on top of which was the mercy seat. And the priest would take the blood of the goat and sprinkle it all over the Ark of the Covenant, thus making atonement for the sins of the people. The goat was penalized and took the penalty of death for the sins of the people, thus satisfying God for the myriad offenses against God for the year, where God is propitiated ceremonially through this act. 
propitiation, pleasing or removing the offense or the anger of God for the sins against him, where this penalty is paid by the guilty party or a substitute in his grace, in this case, a goat. A second goat is brought in to complete the Day of Atonement, and this goat in Hebrew, Azazel, or in English, scapegoat. This is literally where we get the English word scapegoat, where someone else is blamed for the crime or the act of a, of a party and takes a penalty. Scapegoat literally comes from Leviticus 16, where the first Day of Atonement is detailed. This scapegoat then was brought into the tent, and the high priest would lay his hands on the head of the goat, and he would literally confess onto the goat all of the sins of the people of Israel for the year. This would take hours, I am sure, at least, for him to do this. Thus transferring, ceremonially speaking, the sins of the guilty people to the innocent goat. This act is known as expiation. The sins are expiated, removed from the people, and transferred onto the substitute, the scapegoat. The scapegoat then carrying the sins of Israel was led out of the camp into the desert by an attendant where it would die. So atonement, technically speaking, is propitiation plus expiation. God being satisfied over the penalty being paid, in this case, a goat being sacrificed, and a second goat expiating, removing the sins of the guilty people and carrying it out of camp. The big problem with the Day of Atonement, according to the Bible, is that the Day of Atonement did not permanently or even effectually cleanse the people of their sins. It was simply a ceremony, as the Bible says. And it provides a beautiful picture, as you may know, to the real atonement that God will provide and has provided for his people. But Hebrews chapter 10, starting in verse 1, here's what the Bible says. The law, the old covenant law given to Israel, the Ten Commandments plus an additional 600 laws, of which the Day of Atonement is within prescribed, the law is only a shadow of the good things to come. A shadow is not the reality, for example, of your hand on on a wall. It's just an outline of your hand. The reality is your hand. The law is only a shadow of the good things to come, not the reality themselves. For it can never, by the same sacrifices, that are continually offered year after year, as in the Day of Atonement, make perfect or make holy those who draw near to God. Otherwise, in other words, if these Day of Atonement sacrifices and others like them were effectual, would they not have ceased to be offered? Since the worshipers, the people, having been cleansed, if they were cleansed, would no longer have had any consciousness of sins. In other words, if the Day of of Atonement and any other sacrifice that people utilized were effectual, then the people would have been cleansed, made holy, and would no longer have felt guilty for sins. But these sacrifices, verse 14, or 4, excuse me, are a reminder of sins every year. 
The annual sacrifices, the Day of Atonement, for example, only reminded the people of how sinful they actually were and how gracious God was being. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Therefore, Israel and all of humanity needs a better sacrifice, a permanent one, a sufficient, effectual, and eternal means of atonement. And the good news, of course, is that God in his loving grace has provided the effectual, the permanent, and eternal means of atonement, which is beautifully pictured in the Day of Atonement. And this Day of Atonement, of course, is none other than God in human flesh, the Son of God, who, as a human, named Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the scapegoat and the slaughtered goat all in one. Hebrews 10, 11, every priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. They're only ceremonies. But when Christ offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. He died, he he raised from the dead, and he's now seated in heaven. And by a single offering, Christ has perfected, made holy for all time those who are being sanctified, those set apart by God who come to him in faith. Verse 18, where there is forgiveness, there is no longer any sacrifice for sins. A permanent, true, real, one-time sacrifice of not a bull, not a goat, but God himself in human flesh, the Son of God, being the atonement for God's people, propitiation plus expiation all in one, as Isaiah wrote in Isaiah 53, verse 5. He, the Christ, he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace with God eternally was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Verse 6 We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We've all wandered from God. Just like Israel, we've all done this. We've all, like sheep, gone astray. We have turned all of us to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Verse 10, and it pleased the Lord to crush him. There it is, atonement effectual, atonement eternal, propitiation and expiation all in one. On the cross, God treated Jesus as if he personally committed every sin by every person who would believe in him. And the wrath of God is poured out on Christ and subsequently satisfied, leaving God propitiated as the substitute takes the penalty for sin, namely death and the punishment deserved. And secondly, he, like the scapegoat on the on the Day of Atonement, is covered in our sin and his blame, not making him guilty of sin, this Jesus, but he's covered in sin. Thus, atonement is made, propitiation and expiation. This is the one and only way to atonement. Any other religious ceremony is only a false religion or a ceremony that only at best pictures the true way of atonement. 
As Paul writes in Romans 3, the righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, made righteous by God's grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation or sacrifice of atonement by his blood to be received by faith. How does a person receive complete atonement, cleansing, forgiveness eternally from God? By genuine faith in Christ Jesus. You can know that all of your sins have been paid for, and you can feel the power of God's relief and the freedom from guilt. Praise the Lord. Do you, my friend, have all atonement for your sins? It doesn't matter how bad they are and how many there are. Christ Jesus can pay them all. Please come to Christ Jesus if you have not already and receive God's loving grace of complete, eternal, full, effectual atonement for all of your sins and the one substituted in your place, the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much for listening. Spread the word.